0: Hello. Hello. This is the Witches, Magic, Murder, and Mystery podcast. Podcast. I'm saying it right up front at the very beginning since we forgot last, or not last episode, but last Friday. We forgot to say it. Oh my gosh. We assume that you guys know what you're listening to. You know, Ugh. we have a lot of faith in your brains. We do, more so than <laughs> ours. So. <laughs> That's true. You got to hold us accountable. I feel like I have been just flying by the seat of my pants for the last week. Yeah. And I don't even know what to tell you guys. Just, hi, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trucking along doing the thing. Yeah, it's great. And I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, I hope you all are having a good March so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all getting ready for March Madness here in the... Oof, gearing up for those days uh sophie's dad's a huge uk fan and i texted him you know trying to get our schedule planned for the month because that's what we do he's in the medical field so it's hard to figure his schedule out he said actually i'm going to tampa for a week and a half so if you could wow. be okay with having her uh, i was like it's totally like fine. for the whole tournament yeah basically? i was like it's totally fine i get it you're fine it's whatever yeah. i don't really get into uk basketball as much but I oh love my UK god football. did you see the women's uk basketball team we watched the last like five minutes of it. Super it, pumped it, it like i almost cried i teared up yeah. because they were so happy yeah that that's their first sec title in like yes a really long time they so, battled hard for that this is a sports podcast I don't know if you guys- <laughs> so anyway it's friday so oh, full episode let me tell you this one is a doozy it's i don't know how i'm going to categorize it if it's going to be i love those where we're like oh, that's I don't long know. Sin. well normally i'd be like honorary witch but i am afraid we could talk about this at the end I don't want that to come off as offensive to anyone who might hear this episode and not know us, Oh, which is a possibility because of what I'm going to be talking about. This will all make sense later. Okay. Okay. Um, Do we say you're Kara and I'm Megan? We did. Well, here we are, though. Again, Megan, Kara. Kara. Kara, Megan. Megan. Nice to meet you all. Um. (laughs) Also, one last thing. This probably doesn't matter, but I feel the need to let you know. (laughs) I started... Editing the YouTube videos. Remember how they used to be like the unedited, whatever? You get us raw. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> now <laughs> we're going to start editing them. Just so you know, in case you're a YouTube person and you're like, this seems different. That's why. Evangeline is. Listen, Evangeline, there's a cabinet over here that keeps opening. If you all hear like a creepy creaking noise, it's yeah, just it's, her it's opening, this door. opening and closing the and door. Now she's she messing with the computer. Turn the computer on. I feel like I the house haven't is over there there lately, touched so. it. She's feeling what You know what? We willed it because the other day we were in here and you were like, Evangeline hasn't done anything in a while. We'll have to bring her up. She's like, here here she is. (laughs) Here she is. Okay. We got a DM last week from Courtney and here's what it said on Instagram. In honor of Ukrainians who are fighting for their freedom. I thought it might be a nice idea to have an episode of Olga of. Okay. I learned the right way to Ky- say this, it's well, Ky- Kiev is how they say it Ky- in Russian, but there's a hang on. The correct way to pronounce Ky- it, Ky- it is Kyiv in Ukrainian. So when you hear Kiev, that is Russian. Kyiv is Ukrainian, and that Kyiv. is currently, as no, we are recording, going to say it. it is still Ukrainian. Yes. The girl who did the TikTok that. She's Ukrainian, and she was telling people how to pronounce it. There were so many mean comments from people who were like, just say it the Russian way. That's all that matters. And I was like, this is the worst part of social media. Oh, I hope those Chernobyl creatures get those (laughs) people. Okay, Chernobyl. So Olga of Kyiv. She's a fierce saint goddess who protected her city. It's a very interesting story. She's the statue that you see in the capital of Ukraine in all the videos right now. And I was like, oh, I know I know exactly <laughs> who she's talking about. This sounds great. I can't wait to look it up. Right. Now, listen, when Courtney called Olga Fierce, she wasn't kidding. She was not playing. I mean, just wait till you hear this story. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. Okay. Are we ready? <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> okay. So we don't know when Olga was born, but okay. they estimate it's as early as 890 AD or as wow. late as 925 AD. Okay. So- very, very, very long ago. Forever ago. She was born in, I'm going to, listen, I pronounced Kyiv right. I'm going to pronounce basically everything else wrong. Let's just handle it. Okay? That's not happens. That's what we got to do. She was born in Pleskov, mm-hmm. which is one of the oldest cities in Russia. It's basically in northern Russia. And she is of Viking descent. <laughs> oh, to give you an idea of what I we're working with. I love this. I hope she had like wild braids. Oh, yeah. When she was 15, she married Prince Igor of Kuyev. I'm going to say it wrong. I know I will. So, Olga married Prince Igor, who was the son of Rurik, founder oh, I of... I love that name. The Rurik dynasty. I love it. Yes. And they had a son. I did look this up, too. Sviatoslav. Mm. Mm-hmm. TikTok did not teach me how to pronounce that one. YouTube did. Okay. <laughs> So quick history lesson to the best of my ability because I needed to understand like the yes. Rurik dynasty. So we're putting on so much okay. History lesson. Ready? We have created our own Game of Thrones. <laughs> Basically, this guy, Oleg, got like all the people in the area together and consolidated power. And then he started conquering the neighboring tribes to have okay. everybody ruled as one group. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And he established a capital in Kuyus. It's like the movie Brave. It's exactly like brave, brave. but Russian. Yeah, this was a loose federation of East Baltic, Slavic, and Finnish peoples, and it was known as mm, Kievan Mm. Rus. Mm. Don't know, don't know. Okay, yeah, Kievan is the first word, second word, RUS. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Russia, and that's important later, but Kievan Rus. Today's Mm-hmm. Belarus, Russia, and Ukraine claim Kievan Rus as their cultural ancestors. Okay. Belarus and Russia's names both come from that Rus part, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll pass out a study guide at the end of the episode. We're going to have a pop quiz tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. It's not really a pop quiz. I'm telling you about it. But it's like, I'm a really great, cool professor. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's just giving you notes. I'm not just any professor. I'm a cool professor. will <laughs> be highlighting your notes right now. <laughs> so now, the Drevlians were a neighboring <laughs> tribe. Okay. They had joined together with the Kievan Rus Empire to fight Uh against the Byzantine Empire, and they paid tribute to the leaders that had come before Igor, okay? Igor is the one that Olga married, right? right? But when Igor took over, the Drevlians decided they weren't going to pay tribute anymore. I keep thinking of tribute like taxes, except it's not really that official. I think it's more like, in your honor, we're going to pay you to take care, to show that our allegiance to you, right? It's like gifts, So, they're like, we're not, we paid your dad. Now he's dead. We're not sure about you. We're not going to keep this up. Igor did not like this. Oh. So, he and his army went to the Drevlian capital in order to force them to pay tribute to Kiev and Rus. Man. When they got there, the Drevlians were like, dude, that is a big army you got there. And that's exactly what they said. Dude. Dude, that that army. Big army. That army. And they backed down and they paid him. And Igor and his army turn around to head home. It's like a two-day journey, I think. He said, bow to you, queen. <laughs> <did> that's <laughs> it. <laughs> but then while they're on the way home, Igor was like, you know what? I just, I don't feel better. Like, I don't feel satisfied by this. I don't think that was enough. Oh, so, he needs more. He sent most of his army on home, but then he took a few of them and he turned back to go to the Drevling Capital again to demand more money. Or demand more tribute. I don't know if it's all necessarily money. I think of it's some of it. Goods and yeah. animals. and Right. This time, when he got there, I guess the Drevlians were like, we just paid you. And also, you don't have your big army anymore. And so they killed him. Oh. And apparently, it was a rough death. He was captured by them, tied to tree trunks, and torn in two. Mm-hmm. Um you ever seen any of those Faces of Death movies? Yeah, me too. In college, I saw one. Yeah, and I remember when I was watching it, there was a part where they—you saw someone be drawn and quartered—and mm-hmm. I still wish I'd never seen it. Yeah, same, same. same Actually, same, the same. whole movie has like, things. It's just like it's like flashing through my, my head. head, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. that's what I thought of when I saw this. Oh, so now it's 9:45 AD. Mm-hmm. Prince Igor is dead, leaving mm-hmm. Olga and their son. Sviatoslav. Yep. I mean, that's that was really good. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, you're really good at this. We think Olga is around 20 years old at this point. Oh, man. And now, since his father died, Sviatoslav would be the next in line right. to rule. But he's three years old. He can't do that. That doesn't seem right. So, Olga takes over, ruling um, as regent on behalf of her son, making her the first recorded female ruler <laughs> of, yeah. it says of Russia, but it wasn't officially Russia at right. the time, right? And you are not Going to believe what happens next. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Or maybe you'll totally believe it because we're women. And, of course, this is what happens. But the Drevlians yeah. find out that Olga is now the ruler. Mm-hmm. So they send 20 negotiators on a boat to Kiev to tell her, we're the ones that killed your husband. Fierce. Now you need to marry our prince. His name is Prince Maul. Because you're no a woman. No you way. don't want to do this by yourself. No. We, Little lady. <laughs> let us help you. Let us tell you how to do this. Mm-hmm. Come come here. You're, just, you're so pretty. You're so cute. You're just so pretty. Just, just sit there and smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Olga says, ready? I'm just going to read. I don't want to paraphrase this at all because it's beautiful. No, don't. She says, your proposal is pleasing to me indeed. My husband cannot rise again from the dead. But I desire to honor you tomorrow in the presence of my people. So return now to your boat and remain there with an aspect of arrogance. I shall send for you on the morrow and you shall say, we will not ride on horses nor go on foot, carry us in our boat and you shall be carried in your boat. Like to show honor, to right? show that our yeah. people are going to, you know, yeah. bow down to them. Mm-hmm. And the Drevlians are like so dumb. They're like, yes. <laughs> they have no suspicions about anything. They're just like, <laughs> we tell her she's pretty and she'll do anything we want. Yeah. So they do what she says and they go and they come back the next day and wait. And the people come to the boat and they tell the people what she told them to say. We're not going to walk. We're not going to ride horses. You got to carry us in our boat. Hmm. And so the people of Kiev did. They picked up that boat and carried the Drevlians to Olga's court. And the Drevlians are like, great. This is a great honor. Yeah. Like, we're riding in one of those covered vehicles. Yeah. You know, the people like putting yes. their shoulders they like, they care yeah. have, like nobility yeah, yeah. on. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, God, this is working out perfectly, you guys. This is They're great. all like fist bumps. This balls. is great, guys. This is amazing. Here's what they didn't know whenever they had left the day before, Olga had ordered that a trench be dug in the court. <laughs> <laughs> so the people who were carrying the boat of Drevlians carried that boat right into the court. And dropped them into the trench. And then the Drevlians were buried alive, oh. boat and all, right there in the trench. Oh. Olga bent down over the trench to watch them <gasps> and asked whether they found the honor to their taste. Oh, my gosh. I would not cross this woman. No. I I would, I would be bowing at her feet. Oh my God. <laughs> you want. Yeah. She's not done yet though. Okay. okay. This is incredible. She sends a message to their taste. Oh yeah. Do you appreciate the way that I handled this? So oh, she my God. sends a message to the Drevlians. Now they have no idea what's happened to these 20 negotiators they sent the day before, mm-hmm. right? So she sends a message and she's like, Hey, send your distinguished men here so that they can bring me to your prince, you mm-hmm. know? And the Drevlians, of course, they don't know yeah. what's going on. They so don't they have cell phones. Gather, <laughs> Facebook, not yet invented. No. <laughs> so they gather up the best men who governed the land of Dereva mm-hmm. and they sent them to fetch Olga. Great. When the men arrive, Olga's like, You big, strong men. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have had a long, hard trip and you deserve a bath. My people have prepared the bathhouse for you. So go ahead, go take care of it, feel better, relax. Mm -hmm. And then once you're all cleaned up, come get me. And the drivelings are like, this is so hot. And they want to be bathed so bad. They all go into the bathhouse. We all feel so dirty. (laughs) And that's when Olga orders the bathhouse to be set on fire (gasps) and the doors bolted and all the men inside die. Oh, my God. She's still not done. Still not done. Okay, great. Okay, great. She's real mad about her husband. She's really upset about this. Even though he was really greedy, she still is. I had that thought, too, the first time I read through it. And the second time, I was like, it doesn't really say, like, I don't know what normal tribute would have been. Right, that's what they true. Paid. Maybe they didn't give him what his father would have done. And then the fact that they resisted and he yeah. had to go make them pay. Like, right. maybe he was yeah. just like, I don't feel like you learned your lesson. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, 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 true. Also, it was the 900 AD. AD. Yeah. Life was different. The people back in Dereva mm-hmm. have no idea what's happened. So they get another message from Olga that says, prepare great quantities of mead in the city where you killed my husband so that I may weep over his grave and hold a funeral for him. And they're like, ugh, stupid woman, but okay. Whatever she wants, as long as it gets her here, (laughs) I don't don't, don't care. Then Olga and a small group of attendants arrive at Igor's tomb, and she did cry. They gave him a tomb? I know, I mean, I I guess because he is still a leader. Yeah. And maybe it's also like to show what they did, right? Like, we killed him, Yeah. So she did go there. She did cry, and then she held a funeral feast. The Drevlians joined her and began to drink a lot. Once they were good and drunk, Olga ordered her followers to kill them, and sh- they said that while that was going on, she like sort of wandered around encouraging her people, like "You're doing great, good job, <laughs> good job. You get him, good job." I, oh, I like how you today. stabbed them. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent work. Really, that proud. was very clean. That was a clean cut. Mm-hmm. yes megan i have been seeing all over tiktok these hair straighteners ever since i got my haircut i'm still feel like i'm learning how to do my hair all Mm -hmm. over again let me tell you i have found one that works really well it's um from tymo Uh t-y-m-o yes and it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need it's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top-of-the-line straighteners, each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh, so exciting. We got a so and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCA anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the Air Hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally Using the code WMM30. So that's just two M. So you guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Menopausal and paramenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit BuyWinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at BuyWinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B Y W I N O N A.com for 25% off. Winona. Menopause care made easy. According
0: to the Primary Chronicle, an 11th-century manuscript that is the main source for a lot of the info we have on Olga, five thousand Drevlians were killed on mm-hmm. this night. Olga's still not quite. She's fine. not done. <laughs> you, That's know how, you know, you know, in Hamilton at the duel, he's like, "I'm satisfied." Just not no, her, just the exact opposite of that. She didn't mm-hmm. feel satisfied yeah. at all. Commandments. commandments. Okay. So she -hmm. goes back to Kuyev to prepare an army and goes to battle. She led her army to. Mm It's Khorostin. Yeah. Now Khorostin. Yeah. That's the city where Igor had been murdered. And she laid siege on the city. Oh my God. The battle went on for a year (gasps) and nobody's winning. So then she has this idea. She sends a message to these last Drevlians. And she says, why? do you persist on holding out? Mm -hmm. All your cities have surrendered to me and submitted tribute so that the inhabitants now cultivate their fields and their lands in peace. But you would rather die of hunger without submitting to tribute. So she's like, just give up, pay your tribute. Yeah. And we'll move on. Yeah. Now the Drevlians were like, that sounds great, but if we do this, it's going to make us look really bad because we tried to do all this stuff. And, and then we gave in to this, a woman. This, you did all this stuff to us. So now. But they're also like, you're still going to want revenge right. on your husband's death. And so they just didn't trust it. They're like, finally, we've thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> this we a little we also wish we hadn't started this war, but here we are. Yeah. And she said, no, 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 no. I feel better. I murdered those guys in the boat mm-hmm. and the ones in the bathhouse and the ones at my husband's funeral feast. Mm-hmm. I'm good we're good yeah everything everything's fine. all i need you to do is send me three pigeons and three sparrows from each house and we're even we'll call it square the Drevlians are like this is great three pigeons and three sparrows like that's super small price to pay we can do that yeah war is expensive this will end it yeah that's what we'll do we're gonna do it Mm -hmm. okay So they do. Mm -hmm. And Olga orders her army to take small pieces of cloth and tie a piece of sulfur to each bird. Mm -hmm. Then at nightfall, she has the soldiers set the sulfur on fire and release the birds. The birds fly back to their nests Mm -hmm. in the city and set the whole place on fire. As the primary chronicle tells it, there was not a house that was not consumed, and it was impossible to extinguish the flames. Because all the houses caught fire at once. She's genius. And terrifying. Yes. (gasps) The people in the city started to run away to escape the fire, and they're caught. Then they're either murdered or kept as slave. Oh, my gosh. And now, her revenge has been settled. She feels feels better. She feels good. She basically wasn't going to rest until she annihilated the Drevlian tribe. Because they murdered her husband. God. I would do that for you and I would do that for my children. (laughs) Yeah. That I would, yeah, I would hurt somebody over. I would take over some tribes. And she is doing it for her child because. Yeah, he's three. He is supposed to be the next in line. Mm -hmm. If she shows any weakness, number one, she's a woman. So she Mm -hmm. already knows everybody's going to underestimate her. But she has to show, she has to keep control. Like another man, just like they tried to do, can't Mm -hmm. just come in and think, I'm going to take this from her because she's a woman. This is her son's birthright. She's got to protect it for him. Oh, man. Uh, So she was an intelligent queen. Yeah, she was. She changed the system of tribute gathering in the first legal reform recorded in Eastern Europe. I know. So because I feel like when I first started reading this, I was like, I don't know i don't know I to tell this story i'm not sure how well it reflects on yeah her, yeah but it's not like she was just this vengeful like there was a reason she for was it. making
1: creating change
0: right and it, again it wasn't just about vengeance i think that was part of it right because she was yeah. creative oh yeah and ruthless oh yeah but it was also this was the only way she could do it Yes, you know keep the kingdom for her child yeah. It was really new too, right? Like she was married to Igor. It was Igor's dad who had united everything. Yeah. So it's not like this had been and he a well didn't established have it long. right. Okay. She also established trading posts, hunting grounds, wow. boundary posts, and towns across the empire. Oh my gosh. And her son went everywhere with her, learning oh all about the job. Man. Her trade centers also served as administrative centers, which helped centralize state rule. And then this network of trade centers helped unify the Rus' people. And Olga's border posts began the establishment of national boundaries for the kingdom. Can you imagine this child just going everywhere with her, but instead of being like, somebody take care of him, she's got him Mm -hmm. next to her, listening to every conversation, listening to every trade, listening to every decision that's being made. Because she's looking at the big picture. Every bit of it. Right. It is not just about her singular moment of power. How she is looking at how that? to help everything move forward. Yeah, when she's gone, there will be that she's going to teach them how to say goodbye. She's going to create that legacy. You and I, God, Hamilton. I love this. Is like everything? this is basically like Hamilton. <laughs> it is really she's just, George Washington. You guys. Yeah, guys, come on. Okay, so she also did not want to remarry after Igor. This was not just. A romance thing. Mm-hmm. It was also still about her son because right. if she remarried, that person would that person becomes the mm-hmm. king, and then he would want children. Yeah. And then what happens with love? Yeah. Slop. Slop, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he grew older and took over, he would have to go off on these prolonged military campaigns for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever he would be off doing that, she stayed home with her grandchildren and ruled in his absence. So she still was very like even when so people, very involved, right? Man, now, he's still like he wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. So in the 950s, she decides to convert to Christianity. She goes to Constantinople to mm-hmm. visit Emperor Constantine the Seventh. Then this is another just great story. I love so, it. Okay. When he meets her, this is a quote, he saw that she was very fair in countenance and wise as well. The emperor wondered at her intellect. She's pretty and smart.
1: What? What,
0: how what sort of sorcery is this? Who? So she's like all of us. Are you? Yeah. Anyway, he, he talks he to her that body of a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> he talks to her and is like, "You are smart enough to be by my side and reign over my kingdom with me." Hmm. I'm sure he wanted her because she's smart and hot, right? But also, it would have meant by marrying her, he gets it's her kingdom. In. Yeah, yeah. So and Elgo's like, "Well, I'm still a pagan." If you want me to be baptized, the only way I'll accept it is if you are the one who baptizes me. So the emperor does just that, and Olga becomes a Christian. It seems that she was just super happy with this. Like, she was very enthusiastic about it. She learned about the church and all about prayer and fasting, and she was just real into the doctrine. Yeah. She loved it. And she was Christian. Kristen? Mm-hmm. Christian? Christian? When she was baptized, they gave her a new name, <laughs> <laughs> Helena, after the ancient empress, mother of Constantine the Great. Mm-hmm. Another source says that they named her Helena after the current emperor's wife, who was also named Helena. But that seems weird. No, don't do that. I don't know. Y'all don't say that. One of the no. other. Now, after she's baptized, the emperor, Constantine the Seventh, who was like amazed that a pretty woman could be so smart, yeah. was like, I want you to be my wife now. And she was like. How can you marry me? You're the one that baptized me. Here's what she knew. (laughs) Olga had insisted that he be the one to baptize her because she knew that if he did that, it would be unlawful for him to then marry her. When he baptized her, that made him her godfather. And the church does not allow a goddaughter to marry her godfather. It's like spiritual incest. (laughs) And Constantine was like, you sly little minx. Yeah, I know. So she didn't want to marry him. But she also didn't want to make an enemy of him, right? And she couldn't reject him in a way that would be insulting to his yeah world. And so this is what she did, which it is freaking brilliant. So he was like, you outwitted me. And then he gave her a bunch of gifts and dismissed her, still calling her his daughter. So it was all good feelings. Wow. Uh, but she was right. He couldn't marry her. No foul play. Mm. So Olga wasn't the first person from Roost to convert to Christianity from paganism, but she was the most powerful Rus individual to do so in her lifetime she goes home and tries to get sviatoslav to convert to christianity and he's like oh mom
1: just let me live me my life do. and
0: he refuses to convert but even though he refuses to convert he does agree not to persecute those in his kingdom who convert to christianity and that's a huge turning point for christianity Olga went on to build churches throughout the kingdom, even though her people generally resisted the Christian faith. So she had this goal, and it goes into a whole lot more, but I'm just not going into, it's not going to be yeah. super interesting to you guys. But she has this goal of basically converting her whole, her kingdom to yeah. Christianity, and people just were not into it. Mm-hmm. And she did a lot of work in this, and it did not go anywhere. Her grandson, however, Vladimir the Great, who was also oh. Sviatoslav's third son, he converts to Christianity, but Olga doesn't live to see that. Oh. She died in Kuyev in 969, where her tomb remained for over 200 years. Oh my gosh. And then it was destroyed in a battle in 1240. Dang it. Vladimir is credited with finishing what his grandmother had started, spreading Christianity throughout Russia. And he is recognized as a saint. That's where I've heard that from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Olga's efforts to make Kievan and Rus a Christian territory had failed. Still, nearly 600 years later, in 1547, the Russian Orthodox Church named Olga a saint. Oh, the what? Eastern Orthodox Church, the Ruthenian Greek Catholic Church, and the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church call her Isapostalos, which means... <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I don't know if it's right. I just, I just decided to say it so confidently. so good. That's what I've got to start doing. We just got to be like, mm, mm, that's how it is. It's just my accent that makes it sound wrong. <laughs> And that means equal to the apostles. Oh, the what? Roman Catholic Church also named her as a saint. Her feast day is July 11th, and she is the patron saint of widows and converts. Oh, my gosh. Because that's what she was. Yeah. Thomas Crawwell, who is the author of Saints Behaving Badly, The Cutthroats, Crooks, Trollops, Conmen, and Devil Worshippers Who Became Saints, which I'm like, I'll read that book, huh? has commented, if any saint was bad to the bone, It was Olga, (gasps) Princess of Kiev. She took viciousness to a new level. That's amazing. She serves as a role model for the Ukrainian bravery in the face of hardship. She, along with Kyiv's patron saint, St. Michael the Archangel, Mm -hmm. are key figures for those who need comfort during this time. Oh, gosh. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know. She was great. And like, (laughs) you know, some of the stuff that I read, it was like, look, we're not going to. It's unpalatable now, like yeah. the whole bloodthirst thing. Right. I wouldn't go over now. Yes. This is a different time. Yes, <laughs> very much so. And this is what they did. And it was, again, I do feel like she knew what she had to do. Right. And it was almost like she needed to be terrifying. Yes. And maybe her Viking background helped with that. Maybe uh-huh. it was just that she was smart enough to understand. But like, she basically had to make it so that nobody else was going to come try to challenge yeah. her and take the throne Yeah, from her son. Yeah, He was three. He wasn't gonna be able to do it herself. Plus, if someone killed her, what would happen to her three year old son? Right. They'd kill him too. Yes. There's no reason oh, to keep yeah, him. No. They don't want any threat no. to the power, right? They don't want any lineage. So she knew what she had to do. And she, and did, she it. did it. And then she went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So yeah, Courtney, thank you for oh my gosh, yes. Sending that to me. I have never heard of it. And even seeing the statue, I've never even never even thought who is that? You know? Yeah. And I really, I just loved reading about her. Oh my gosh, yeah. I haven't stopped talking about her ever since I learned about it. <laughs> so great. I love it so much. Yeah. So yeah. that's this week's episode. I hope you guys like it. Yeah. And I guess that's all. That's all I've got. You got anything exciting No, I don't think so. Um, if you can find us on Facebook, we have a Facebook page now. We do. Just Witches Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. And then you can find our Facebook group, which is... Um, which is magic murder mystery podcast discussion group perfect and it's a private group but you just have to answer three questions to get if in. if you don't answer the questions you don't get in yeah please answer the questions it seems like all of a sudden we're having a, a bunch of people who aren't answering the questions again and now. i oh, wow. like i've started sending a decline with information like you didn't answer the questions you didn't answer like agree mm-hmm. to our terms oh yeah so uh we'd love to have you there we would all right we love you so much goodbye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.